This is the Empower Up Podcast, a revolution of fierce, unstoppable women creating success and achieving dreams. Here's entrepreneur and success strategist, Crystal Rick. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Today, I am here with Lara Sawaya Norman. She is my friend, my confidant, and there's a whole lot more about her that I want you guys to learn and know. Um, so Lara, will you please introduce us to our listeners? Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Um, as Crystal said, we are friends, we are confidants, we are business partners occasionally, we are femfolk sisters. Um, I own a salon called Blue Harvest Hair Design and Spa just on the outskirts of Simcoe. So it's just a nice little boutique experience on our family farm where... It's gorgeous. Uh, thank the you. The view is amazing. <laughs> yeah. We sell the view for sure. Um, I often say the recipe of the farm is what makes the rhythm of the salon. So we have a gorgeous view. We that. offer, yeah, we, I try to offer a high-end experience, kind of an intimate experience for my guest. And yeah, I just love my business. Yeah. yeah I live there with my husband and my two children. So life is busy and hectic, but farm life, best life. We love it. So, yeah. Yeah, it's great. So have you always had your salon or? So no, the salon is coming up. Actually, we just had, I had my four year anniversary, but I've been doing hair for over 14 years, hair and aesthetics. So I worked in a traditional salon space before then. And that was, it was a good space. Um, it was a good learning space, mm -hmm. but there wasn't, I never had the intention of always staying there. That was not the goal ever. You just always knew that there was something more. I will be honest, probably from the first day I got a job in my first salon post hair school, yeah. I was already making plans for my business. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Don't tell my old boss. No, <laughs> we won't. It's our little secret. Okay. So yeah. So yeah. So you start, so you started your own salon and I want to talk about Many women want to start their own business mm. or they're thinking about it or yeah. maybe they have, but they're so scared they have this incredible fear oh. did you have that fear when you started it how did that go for you so I had zero fear <laughs> it doesn't surprise me about you actually <laughs> I, yeah lots of people say they're like you didn't have fear you weren't worried that you were gonna fail or you were gonna drown and I'm like no so when I started the salon it was like a unique time in our life I my son was two years old um, we renovated the space and in, we moved into the space when my daughter was six months old. Wow. So that alone should be scary, but it never was. <laughs> we just <laughs> it's did a little it. bit busy. It was a little bit busy at the time. Um, my parents still owned the property. So we were, I wasn't even living there. So wow. that was like crazy. And then, uh, yeah, we sold our house in that season. We had to live in a furnished rental for three months because my parents weren't quite ready to leave. They were building a new house and it wasn't ready. So, wow. yeah. And, and you just, yeah, you just made it work. Yeah, made Whatever it work. got thrown your way. 100%. So how do you manage that? Like, so mm. you're supposed to be in, you're supposed to move. Your parents' house isn't ready yet. Like you have babies, you're working in this salon. Like, how are you managing all those things? Vodka. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um... It, it takes a lot, in that season, it was a lot of pre-planning. Okay. So that kind of looked like simple things like 
let's pre-plan supper for two weeks. Like, I know that sounds so silly, but if I cooked for six hours one day and I didn't have to cook for two weeks, I just had to pull something out of the freezer. Right. It gave me room to concentrate on the salon stuff. Right. In that same season, I was building a website, building a social media platform. Like, right. I was pulling new guests into the salon because, of course, we want to keep growing our guest list. At that time, it was new. Right. So, yeah. yeah. You're trying to build your business. Yeah. Which absolutely. Is new. Yeah. So, managing it meant a little bit of planning. Mm hmm. Um, not over scheduling because that can so important. Yeah. That can really like smother you. Right. Yeah. Especially when you have babies. Yeah. Um, I have a husband who's extremely supportive and, uh, he took on whatever needed to be done in that season. Yeah. Um, love Dave, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Dave <laughs> is amazing. Um, uh, so that was just, I was super thankful for that. Um, and then self-care. Right. Had to do self-care. So that meant eating somewhat healthy. Right. Even though you were on the run all the time. My bag was always full of water and snacks or whatever. Yeah. And you had a little plan there. And Right. right. Again, a little plan. It doesn't have to be the best plan, mm -hmm. but it was a little plan. Being a little bit active. Yeah. That was helpful. There wasn't a lot of time to be active then. Again, I had a two-year-old and a six-month-old. Yeah. yeah. I had a small army of babysitters that yeah. were all pre-scheduled for like six months in advance. That's awesome. But you just roll with it and you figure it out. And you figure it out along yeah. the way. But it's true. I was never, I never had a doubt. Yeah. I was never scared. I didn't wake up in the night like in a sweat or thought I was, you know, you get that feeling where you're going to get sick. Right. That never happened. Never happened. No. Yeah. And you and I talk a lot about self-care mm. and the importance of that. And do you think that ensuring that you had those pieces of self-care in your life mm -hmm. helped you get through all of those days? 100%. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And like we talk about like how self-care, it changes over time, right? So there was a season where I smoked two packs of cigarettes a day. Mm -hmm. And I love smoking. Yeah. And I would tell you now I love smoking. I don't dare touch a cigarette because then I'll start to love smoking again. <laughs> right. So I quit smoking and I took up running. Yeah. And I just dove headfirst into that. So right. that was self-care in that season, right? Yeah. Post-baby, self-care looks a little different for a lot of women. Yeah. Maybe that looks like you go to the grocery store by yourself for half an hour. Yeah. Like, yeah. whatever it is. And in the season you're in now, successful salon, babies aren't so much babies no. anymore. <laughs> Uh, what does your self-care routine look like now? So now I know the things that have to happen on the regular or I can't, I don't want to say I can't function. I don't reach my potential for that day. Right. Right. Um, so I have to get up early. I have to get up early. So and what start, time do you get up? So 5, 530. That's awesome. Depending on the moment or the yeah. week. Yeah. Um, I have to sweat for at least half an hour in the morning. Like have to and that isn't just because I want to be in good shape or I want my jeans to feel good right um mentally that puts me on fire for the day yeah yeah it gives you a different level of energy totally different the entire day yeah by doing that um my guests that come to the salon don't know this but so then I like you know shower breakfast kids family um before I open the salon I literally sit in the pedicure chair that has a massage function on it and I look out the window and I journal there and it might be two lines. It might be 
85 lines. Yeah. And journaling might look like whatever verbal junk comes out of me. Yeah. Um, definitely, I try to make at least time for at least three to five gratitude things. And gratitude, like we talk about this all the time, it's not like, thank you for my health. Yeah, no kidding, stupid. Yeah. Like, like of course you think <laughs> we that. We always want health. But we definitely, I like to think more in specifics. Thanks that I could have a really tasty coffee today. Right. Right? Thank you that my son put his snow pants on without having a temper tantrum. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. ladies, that's what you need to start thinking about. Yeah. Because I don't know about you, but like when I start to fill up on the little things like that, the big things don't seem so impossible. That's right. Because you're grateful for Every little piece that comes into yeah. your life, your cozy, warm cup of coffee. Yeah. Grateful that you have it. Yeah. Right. And when you start being grateful for the small things in your life, you're not worried about maybe massive things that aren't coming to you right hundred percent. Or I think it makes the massive things more digestible. Mm-hmm. Right. So like things are going to happen. Like my pet, when I, when I first opened my first pedicure sink leaked the, with my first guest, I was like, <laughs> Well, this is junk. Shit is going to hit the fan. And it did. Yeah. Thankfully, I had a guest with good humor. And yeah. we just figured it out. Yeah. Like, yeah. it was fine. Yeah. It was annoying, but it was fine. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that you do that every morning. And that's actually one thing I didn't know about you. Yeah. Is that you're doing that every morning yeah. and you're journaling that every morning. Um, I try and do that too. I'm just not as consistent. Well, and it comes through seasons, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you I'm perfect because that would be a big fat lie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm the first one to say when I'm wrong. Right. Like, I think we need to be open to that in our lives too. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So one thing that has always surprised me about you, I and I know you're giggling I don't know what she's going to talk about. <laughs> um, I don't know anyone else that doesn't experience FOMO the way like that you don't experience it you just don't so FOMO the fear of missing out yeah we talk about like saying no to things but when things come up that sound exciting so many women and men like you're just like oh but I gotta do that like it sounds awesome I don't want to miss out it's gonna be so fun (laughs) and you have this how do you do it you just have this like I'm okay to say no. I do not have FOMO. Yeah. At all. No. (laughs) That doesn't mean I don't get excited about things or say, oh, that project's awesome. Um, I would say a lot of times, I, okay, so for one thing, I'm not jealous of my friends. Right. I am not jealous of their successes at all. Yeah. So like when Crystal says, hey, we're doing this event or whatever, whatever it is. And I'm like, that's amazing. Yeah. Like, tell me more about what you're doing. I get more joy out of being excited for my girlfriends and like and like anybody I interact. It's not just girlfriends. Yeah. Then re- thinking, why am I not doing that? Why didn't I do enough? Like, that's a danger thought path to go down oh, for anybody. This is men or women. When you start thinking, well, she's doing eighty-five things, or he's making six-figure whatever. That's not no. That's danger. That's self-destructive. Totally. And it comes, that thought process starts like, I'm not doing enough. I should be doing more. Yes. And that quickly leads down the rabbit hole of, I'm not enough. Exactly. Because she's doing so much more. She has so much success. Right. She, she has all this stuff. And you're sitting there thinking, well, I'm not enough. Right. Right. And that is the worst place to be in. Absolutely. So like, 
for people who have FOMO severely, mm-hmm. like, okay, so if I have a guest in my chair and they're like, oh, I wish I could do, I wish I could do, I'm going to be honest, probably the first thing that I'm going to say is, why? Why do you want that so badly? Right. Why you just finished telling me that your credit card is maxed or you're stressed about your job or your kids take up too much of your time, but now you want to go and do something that you think you're, quote unquote, air quotes, supposed to be at? Yeah. That's junk. It is. I'll say it loud and proud. That's junk. That does not hold value for your life. And why you're holding space for that thing, oh, right. It actually makes me feel icky. (laughs) Yeah. So for... People out there who have FOMO mm. real bad. Yep. What are those things like? Are there are there things that they can like questions they can ask themselves or, you know, if, you know, like the, the shiny new item that's coming or, or let's say it's a right. big event and your your schedule is crazy, but you don't want to miss out on that event. 100%. How can you like what are the questions they can ask themselves? Sure. How do you think we can? Sure. Help? Like. I think if you ask the what if or what is the worst thing, I actually think this could bring value to any aspect of your life. So if Crystal's going to this amazing concert and it's like Elton John's last whatever, like I don't even know if this is your guy, but whatever, like this epic thing. And I'm like, oh, like if somebody else is saying, well, I want to spend $600 on a ticket. I don't even know. Right. Um, Okay. What would be the worst thing that happened if you didn't go to the concert? Well, I wouldn't see him. Okay then what would happen? Mm-hmm. Well, then I would feel sad. Okay, then what would happen? Well, then I'd probably go to bed. Okay, then what would happen? Well, then I would get up in the morning. Okay, done. You didn't spend $600. Move on to the next day. Right. Like, yeah. it doesn't hold value for your life. Why are you holding space for it? I love that. Like, it's not... And this is just us allowing, like, again, air quote, like, social pressure to dictate your existence. No, girl, you dictate your existence. And it's funny. I love that you say the social pressure because so many of us now, if I went to an Elton John concert 20 years ago, you wouldn't know about it because it's not on social media. That's right. Right. You know, you wouldn't have that FOMO as much because you wouldn't see it. Exactly. Right. So I love the questions. Yeah. And drilling down into, is this something I want for my life? Right. Is it something that will serve me well in, you know, giving me gratitude or whatever? 100%. Do you think it's going to serve your soul well? Yep. Or is it just something you want to do because it sounds exciting and it's shiny new toy? And that's the thing. And maybe we put too much value on shiny new things. Mm-hmm. Um, how often do you buy new clothes? Right. Do you actually need new clothes? Right. Like this is a very fundamental thing. Like, do you need five white shirts? Probably not, girls. Right. You need one good quality white shirt and yeah. move on. That's right. And then, but then when you're not filling your time or your effort with FOMO type things, what can you fill your time with? Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. where can you concentrate more on the new project you wanted to start? Can you excel a piece of your business that you've been maybe ignoring or putting on the back burner? Like, yeah. can you sign up for a 5K walk? or a 10k run yeah can you try something or lean into something that maybe you have more space for yeah like yeah fomo is junk ladies it is yeah and it can be really costly sometimes and regretful Mm. and then what comes after the regret then you feel sick about it 
Then you're angry with yourself. Then you haven't created joy. And then what does your gratitude list look like? Like a big dark cloud. Yeah. FOMO is junk. Yeah. Well, you keep saying it. Yeah. Ladies, say no. That's right. Work through the FOMO. Get that out of your system. Learn to be grateful. And I do think that the gratitude practice like that you talked Mm. about that you do daily and and so many of us do I think that that helps serve us well when these things come up and it helps reduce the 100 percent yeah but like don't be don't be like confused about this this did not happen for me overnight I had to work with a coach I'll say it loud and proud and Mm -hmm. I love my coach and uh if she didn't give me the permission to allow myself to have gratitude in the most in the best way. I probably had it before, but I didn't lean into it the way I really could have, right? right? You didn't practice it. Did not practice mm-hmm. it. Like we know lots of things, mm-hmm. but maybe we don't practice them, right? Yeah. And uh like I can put a head of foil in in 45 minutes, but when I first started it was 2 hours. Right. Right? Yeah. But that's you get only, better. Of course. Yeah. So, yeah, doing good practices for yourself doesn't mean like tomorrow okay i'm gonna do i'm gonna get up at five because lara said i am and i'm gonna write because by day three you'll be like lara's a jerk i'm going to bed <laughs> i'm going to bed <laughs> this That's is too dumb much. <laughs> yeah i'm out yeah so giving yourself permission to lean into something yeah is and yeah so my coach really i worked with her for a long time on this she why don't i deserve to have gratitude Why don't I deserve to recognize Mm -hmm. what's in our lives? Like, I think as women, we really put that on the back burner a lot. Yeah. Like a lot, a lot. We do. We do. And business owning women. Yeah. Like, let's be honest. We know lots of them. Yeah. I know. Because so many of us are just like, we got to hustle. Yeah. We got to hustle all the dang time. But. But what does that mean even? Yeah. Like when you take a break and prioritize yourself in a way or. Like you're work, getting up early, working out, writing in your gratitude journal, yep. doing all the things, yep. you know, it serves you so much better and you're better equipped throughout the day. I feel like when I yeah. do, when when my mornings are like that and I stick to my routine, mm-hmm. that I'm so much more energized throughout the day. 100%. And for me, one thing that I really, and I've worked with a coach as well, yep. wellness coach, same one. Same one. She's kind of great. Um, she's kind of awesome. Emily Chanda, check her out. Yeah. Um, but what came from, what I really noticed when I was working with her was the fact that um, around four o'clock every day, I would get really grumpy. Okay. And I would yell at my kids yep. in frustration because it's, you know, it's, it's that like witching hour. It's five o'clock. Yep. You got to get dinner on. You have to get to the arena or get to their activity or you're going somewhere. And it's that like, I would yell at my kids. Yeah. Come on, do this. Unpack yep. your backpacks, like whatever it is. But whose problem is it actually? It's mine. Right? Yes. And when you owned it, then how did that feel? Oh, it's been amazing. So what did you do to get past that? To get past yelling at my kids? Yeah. It's the morning routine. Right. That is the, that is the connection yep. that I have with giving myself time in the morning that makes me more energized and feeling better throughout mm-hmm. the day. And I don't yell at my kids at five o'clock anymore. Right. And I, it might seem like a crazy weird connection. No. But it is totally true. I feel so much better doing that 
but it makes total sense. Like before we were married or had a partner or had children or had a career, mm-hmm. you were Crystal yeah. and I was Laura yeah. and the ladies were who they are. So why is it so unnatural at whatever time of day it works for you to just be you? Yeah. Why is that such a problem for us to take? Who created this thing where it's like, oh, but if you're up at 530, you should be like making an apple crisp and packing lunches. And like, why don't you just put your head in the freezer? Like, that's psychotic. Don't do that. I do none of those things. No, because you're a normal person. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. No. Um, So you talked a little bit about um, your chair and when people are there. Mm -hmm. And um, we talk a lot about connection and how mm. important that is and and you know we have our femme folk sisters and we all connect yep. a lot and in the other groups in groundswell where we hang out where we are right now recording this podcast um but we do so much connection and you call your chair the honesty chair yep and i want to hear more about what happens when women come in in that and chair sitting in your chair <laughs> or men okay or men. so any future guests that come into the salon this is no pressure yeah <laughs> <laughs> but when you okay so there's something about that salon chair that when people sit in it they release a lot of self-pressure mm-hmm. i think and when I start asking, hey, how's your day? What's going on with your family? Just kind of, and that is me connecting with my guest. Um, there's something about that chair. People start to tell you things <laughs> that maybe they only tell the inside of their car when they're screaming by themselves. Right. <laughs> like, or, you know, they start to tell their dreams or their wish or their fear. So, like, I often say, yeah, you sit in my chair for, like, to have your hair done. But you, like, I am behind my chair because I want to connect to that person. Right. So you get 14 years of hair experience for me or however long it's been now. But I'm giving you all the space for connection. And that's actually probably more my passion. And the hair's the residual. Right. Like, it really yeah. is. Yeah. So it's coaching from behind the chair. It's coaching from behind the chair. Yeah, yeah. it is. And I, uh, I was in your chair just last week. Yeah. And we had some great conversations. And what I noticed that is so different about your salon is that I think we all go to salons and we expect some type of like gossip or, you know, like you just talk about like what's going on. Chatter. Chatter. But at your salon, it's so different. It's about connecting. It's deeper. It's about Mm -hmm. you knowing who's right there in front of you and seeing them for who they are. And when people feel seen, it's powerful it is powerful yeah yeah like I've told you like I've had guests talk about very personal things like you know ending relationships ending or maybe like somebody passing away or whatever and um it never feels hard or forced for me to kind of walk through that with them like I I love being that person for them and being available for that um I had a girl who had a relationship end and she was really lost. She didn't know what to do. And she was very emotional in my chair and rightfully so. Mm -hmm. And after our time together, she left with a plan and she left with some goals. And two days later, she sent me a message and she executed everyone. And like a year later, her life is totally different. Yeah. Yeah. 
And she has great hair. And she has great hair. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so right? awesome. But where else would I get the freedom to serve somebody like that? Yeah. And like for me, in my mind, I'm like, why would you not want to do that? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And exploring that. I love it. Every day I love it. Yeah. That's awesome. And the fact that you, that your job, your business, what you run is connecting with people every day. is mm. just like amazing. Yeah. And powerful. Yeah. So Lara, thank you for coming on this podcast. Thank you for and, having me. Um, I want to share with our listeners how they can check you out on socials. So what are your social? Yeah. So I'm on Facebook, Blue Harvest Hair Design and Spa. You can find me there. Um, my favorite platform, Instagram, Blue Harvest Salon. Yeah. You can find me there. You share the best stories. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I want to meet every one of you. Yeah. That's awesome. awesome. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Empower Up podcast. Ready to level up and put your success plan to work? Visit crystalrick.com. That's crystal, R-I-E-C-K, dot com.